Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. See uh, Harbaugh dodge the first Gatorade bath at the end he of the did. game. I don't know why you would. That's the thing I would look forward well, to the most. I think so. What was different about that one is you almost always get the coach from behind, Whoa. and if if you if you know what you're doing, you wait until someone they're. They're kind of on both sides of him, so he can't escape. And he's looking the other way, so he's locked in. They approached him, and he was facing it. So he saw, he it, saw coming. it coming. I think anyone's natural, natural reaction, reaction yeah. when you see someone's about to dump an icy bucket of something on you, even if you know it's with the best of intentions and it's part of a traditional celebration, you're going to try to dodge it. So they had to get another Gatorade bucket full of blue Gatorade and got him later when he was distracted by an interview, and they did, in fact, get him from behind. Yes, they did. So uh, after the game, Jim Harbaugh was was asked, and you knew he wasn't going to say much about it, but was asked about a potential future in the NFL and seeing if he could join his brother, John, winning that Super Bowl ring. And all those accomplishments and the big person's table, would you want to add winning a Super Bowl to that? I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that, you know, <laughs> Can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, a next year. God, he talks weird. He does. Weird it's, it's fair, though. It's, it's a fair question by the reporter. It has to be too. asked, and it's a fair answer. It's the night of winning a national championship. One of the great moments of your lifetime, if you're a coach, enjoy that. You don't have to think about what you're going to be doing and what decisions you're going to be making because, tomorrow. let's be honest, he already knows exactly what he's doing. I think so. I think so, too. He knows exactly what he's doing. Now, he did, uh, I saw another clip. He was talking to somebody on ESPN, I think, after the game, and on the field still, and he was talking about how, oh, it was SVP. He was talking to Scott Van Pelt, and he was talking about how, yeah, you know, typically uh, right around Valentine's Day, that's when we start up the next season. Probably going to push that back a couple of weeks, given how long this season lasted. So he was definitely, at least publicly, talking about preparing for next season as Michigan's head coach. Hmm. Which is the right thing to do. Yeah, but it is. Do you have the? You don't have the comments where he did talk about getting to sit at the grown-ups table. At uh, I don't have that. He said so. He said they asked him, and he said I finally can sit at the grown-ups table. My dad Jack won a national championship. My brother John won a Super Bowl, and I was always had to sit at like the kids' table because I hadn't won any championships. Now I get to join the rest of my family. <laughs> At the grown-ups table over the holidays because I have my national championship. Yeah, got his now. daddy. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's Tough. an impressive family. It's a weird. They're weird. 
Well, who has it better than us? And they had dad, you know, screamed into the microphone and blew it completely out yeah. at NRG Stadium. <laughs> but they've got a lot, they got a lot of energy, that family. They do. That, that's for sure. They're a high energy family and they have accomplished unbelievable things. They have. Dad, both sons. Uh, it's pretty impressive when you think about it. And even though, yeah, I, I do think Jim is a bit of a kooky cat, you can't deny. Getting to a Super Bowl as a coach, taking, first of all, he was hugely successful in his first job. When he took the job at USD, that way, down the street, that wasn't much of a football program at all. And it was his first job, and everyone's going, really? Jim Harbaugh. And he had an amazing success at USD, uh, parlayed that into the job at Stanford, where he turned that into the best version of Stanford that they had ever been. Got the 49ers to a Super Bowl and then went to Michigan and now has won a national title. You can't deny he has had success. No doubt. A lot of success everywhere he has been as coach. Now, it wasn't always instantaneous. And, you know, at Michigan, it took a few years. They lost to Ohio State enough times that people were thinking that he was going to lose his job. But they were patient enough with him and he ended up having success again at Michigan as well. So if you're, if you're an NFL team and you want a proven commodity, Jim Harbaugh is as close as you're going to find yep. to a, a coach that you know has pretty much done it everywhere that he yeah, has been. at both levels, absolutely. All right, let's get to some more headlines. It's time for Polly and the Rondel Report. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rondel Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rondel Report. With Paul Reindel. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Reindel Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a Gentlemen, uh, let's start. How about Major League Baseball? Just uh, you said it earlier at the beginning of the show, Woodsy. It's been quiet. It's been very quiet for the Padres. It's been quiet mm, throughout baseball. But there was uh, one headline that we didn't discuss yet, and that is that the St. Louis Cardinals have hired Heim Bloom to be one of their executives. Part-time, by the way. I saw Katie Wu, our beloved Katie Wu, broke that story yesterday. Yeah. Love when love when our friends break stories. Fired by the Red Sox uh, back in September, I believe that was, and now he has taken on a role with the St. Louis Cardinals. And it's going to be an advisor. These baseball, man, once you're in, it's so great. Just hire you as a part-time advisor. Kind of like how the Padres hired Mike Schilt a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Just God knows. Just get him in the organization somewhere, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do with you. Didn't he, like, kind of work, Schilt, kind of worked for Major League Baseball, kind of worked for the Padres? I don't know. I mean, I know that there are guys like that. Yeah. And then I, I don't know that they had a total plan with Mike Schilt. I mean, he ended up working with... Fernando Tatis Jr. Yep. Then he went with you know the minor leaguers to see what they were all doing, and then when they needed him to like coach third and you know come when a coach was out, he could be on a bench. He did a lot of different things. Now I don't think Kaim Bloom is going to end up as the manager of or the, the third base coach. Yeah, in a couple that of would years. Be sight. But you know they may pr- task him around the organization, like have have him look at the minor leagues, maybe work on some draft stuff. Well, he did say you know look for the the the, the Cardinal way. You know they have they they're a 
big promote from within type organization, but mm-hmm. they did feel it was important to get an outsider's perspective, so they hired him, very smart guy as well. Didn't have great success in Boston, but uh, I think some of that obviously is on him. Some of that is on ownership. Yeah, I was going to ask, kind of where, where do you throw the blame, I guess? I mean, he was still a highly respected individual. Yep, absolutely, and, and made some made some trades he felt he had to make. You know, the Mookie Betts deal did not work out. I mean, and that's that's one on the resume that, that probably doesn't look great, but uh, they wanted a fresh perspective from another organization, and, and now they got one from two because he was with the Rays, he, and now he's with yeah, John Mozalek, uh, president of baseball ops, said, I've known Heim for a long time and feel that this is a great opportunity for the St. Louis Cardinals. It'll be good to get an outside perspective of is. our organization from someone who is as well-respected as Heim. Having a fresh set of eyes on all aspects of our baseball operations should be helpful. It to me, it sounds like it keeps him in the game, but doesn't tie him up for like a GM job that opens up next year, right? Anywhere, you know, possibly that would need a new general manager. I see where you're going. I'm not. I didn't go anywhere. I with see him. where your eyes are doing. Kim Ng is doing the same thing. She took a job with Major League Baseball, yep. right? But obviously, still sitting there. Maybe next year, if a team ends up making a change at general manager would be one of the leading candidates to be a general manager again in baseball. I would imagine. Yeah. So just, you know, just biding your time. Throwing it out there. All right. In the NBA, had a uh, season-ending injury headline yesterday. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant going to miss the rest of the season. He's having shoulder surgery, and he will be done for the year. Been he's he's probably one he wants to flush. You know, oh, we've yeah. all had those years there. He's just like he's flush it. I feel just, like he's been on decent behavior since he's gotten back, but he's he's got a problematic history in the league. He's you know we talked about Draymond Green yesterday. We're talking about John Morant today. Uh, either way, you can slice it. He's still he is one of the stars of the game. No, he is no question. So fun to watch on the basketball court. And uh, so yeah, he is. That's that's an L for the league that uh, they're going to miss him for the rest <laughs> of the year. He suffered a subluxation. Of his right shoulder, he, he was just training over the weekend, and uh, yeah, now he needs to have surgery. He will be done for the season. Lost year. He uh, he was suspended until September nineteenth, play or December nineteenth. Played nine pretty solid games, the best games for the Grizzlies this season, and now he's done yeah, after a nine game three. season. Yeah, they were thir- they're thirteen and twenty three overall. So he makes a pretty big difference yeah. when he's in the lineup versus when he's not in the lineup. So the Grizzlies are now. Doomed to finish, you know, draft lottery and another bad season for the Memphis Grizzlies with no John Morant. Now, I saw this uh, third story on the uh, the rundown here. I need your guys' help with this one. Yeah, I'd say so. This uh, was, don't look at me. I'm, I can't help. This was, present, make- this was presented uh, a week or so ago. I couldn't believe it. It was all over uh, Twitter. And we were texting. We were all texting back and forth over the break about this. Yes. And there is a yeah, high school athlete. He's a high school athlete. He's a star player in multi-sports. And um, he's, he's got an gone inter- viral because of his, his last name. He's got an interesting last so name. Let's, so the letters K-N together, like in the word knife, the K is silent. Correct. So we're trained to like look at K-N and just pronounce it with an N. Right. Without the K sound, like knife, knife or yeah, night. Well, no, night like the night. dark night. But there's a food called a knish. There is, and uh, there's a uh, tier one uh, former pitcher Guido Knudsen. Knudsen, 
It's not just Nudson. It's not just Nudson. So, so this this guy plays uh, high school sports, as Paulie mentioned. Football he's a junior player. in Indiana. Yeah, junior yeah. in Indiana. I think he's committed to. I think he's being recruited still. Being recruited for still. Football. And bas- <laughs> basketball. He's a basketball player as yeah. well. And there was a TikTok that went viral because yes. there was a guy who was doing the PA or the play by play for a state. Championship, state championship state playoff game. game, and he goes, I don't know what to do because... I'm looking at the roster. Look at this player's name. He's also... The head coach is his father. Correct. And it's spelled K-N-I-G-G-A. And he said, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pronounce this. I don't know that I can just go on a microphone and say it. So it went viral, and it was everyone was tweeting it. A billion, trillion, gazillion jokes in it. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, if you read the replies, you just go, "Oh my God, <laughs> it's such a, it's such a nightmare for, for uh, an announcer." But yeah, this, the announcer is like, "What am I going to do? Just not mention the head yeah, coach?" Number fifty-three, He's also the star player on defense. He leads the team in sacks or tackles or whatever. Yeah, this like. isn't some. This isn't some guy. You're going to call everybody else's name and just be like, and uh, that's it, another sack by number 42. Yes. I think the answer is pretty obvious. What he should have done is what RG3 did. Yes. And yeah, RG3 just, went just right to a- the source. Ask him. Ask him. How do you how do you pronounce your last name? And he did this on a, a viral video yesterday, Paul. How do you pronounce your last name? Oh, so this is how you pronounce it. It's Noah Kanega. You say uh, Kanega like that. <laughs> See, that's the key. It's Kanega. <laughs> there you that, go. There you go. Now we vibing. Now we vibing a little bit. I know for some people that might ruin the name. I don't think it ruins the name at all. Anyone ever gotten mad about your last name? Huh? I don't think they've gotten mad. Noah Kanega. Kanega. Oh, it makes sense. But man, that announcer was was he was in the blender. He was really he in the blender. I mean, he's like, if anybody has any advice on how to handle this. Please send it my way. I mean, the, the replies in it were just, they were just ungodly. I mean, just ungodly. Like, what what do you do? I'm, I've am i been racking my brain trying to think if I, you know, I do PA for the SEALs. And I'm like, no, never had one. Now, I've mispronounced names, and there's a pronunciation guide, and I'm, I'm really careful to go through it before I run through the names out loud. But there hasn't been one like that, you know, that you look at and go, oh, what what would I do here? What about you? You've done a lot of play. I was just trying to think about that. Uh, Public address. I did a lot of public address early. And was there ever a name? I don't remember one that was like racy or embarrassing to say. Right. I do remember having to announce the Polish women's national basketball team's starting lineup. That could not have been. And I spent, there was one guy with the team, their trainer, that spoke English. And I sat with him for a good 20 minutes going over every name. So much so that I still remember the name of their star player. Elizbieta Chesniewska. Still remember it to this day <laughs> but because like, I spent you, so long trying to figure out how to pronounce these names. You can. What was the sport? Women's basketball. Women's basketball. You can go through it with them before yeah. the game. Yes. And that's one thing. Did you actually like have to write notes they down? Did. Every single name. I had to write notes on how to pronounce their name. That must have been panic-inducing. <laughs> it was a little nerve-wracking. It was at... Uh, it was at UCSD. I think it was early in like the Remac Arena days, and it was some sort of uh, international basketball event. And I was working the scores table doing PA, Polish national team against Team USA, and I had to go through all of the names. Say it again, Elizbieta Chesniewska. It's fantastic. You don't remember any any other? I don't ones? remember the rest of them. But. Remember that baseball player and baseball coach, Rusty? Oh yeah, I, I was thinking about that one. 
when we were trying is to think it, of names. Is it Koontz? Yeah. It was. Twas. Twas. <laughs> Rusty Koontz. All right. Because that could go different. I think that's when we just change your name, right? Maybe so. maybe the K is silent and it's just Oons. <laughs> Rusty Oons. <laughs> now that is an idea. Rusty Oons. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rusty Koontz. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hello, Rusty. I think you just change both names. Yeah, Rusty is yeah. usually a nickname yeah. for like a redhead. Russell. Russell sometimes, yeah, or just Rus- anyone who's redheaded. Does it really matter Rusty. when your last name is Coots, what your first name is? <laughs> My dad knew the Rusty of Rusty's, the surfboard company oh, growing yeah, up. Nice. I think they went to high school together. Rusty Priesendorfer. Was he a redhead? Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, I think he was smart in calling the company Rusty's Rusty and not Priesendorfer. Priesendorfer, the best. <laughs> Why, Priesendorfer surfboards, simply the best. <laughs> Rusty Oonts. Huh. His parents' uh, names were Chet and Willie, by the way. Chet Koontz and Willie Koontz. Mm. All right. I see people calling in. I'm I'm terrified as to why. Me and you both. 833-288-0973. More Ben and Woods coming up after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Been inundated with Polish last names yes. and difficult to pronounce names and inappropriate sounding names. Well, we, we just want to get it right, yeah. you know. We even have a caller on the line who just told Polly a story that I don't. I'm sorry, Steve. I, I don't think him, there's I, any I don't know way how we can possibly do this, even if it's a real last name. I don't think there's any way that we can dance around it, say that on the air, and not get in some sort of trouble with the FCC or certainly our boss Adam, who's been walking around the building this and morning. Is their legal last name? I think one of our big bosses. 
Jesus is here, too. Maybe we just let this one go. Slide (laughs) a little bit? Yeah. It's a great story. Wish we could tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know how to do it. Um, The Kanega story was tough enough. That was tough enough. And we sat on it for like. A week, like since we got back or whatever, 10 days or something. We didn't have access to the Kanega family to ask about the pronunciation of their name. RG3 did. Yeah. But this one uh, guy just called and said his wife had to call somebody uh, their name over the loudspeaker. And it, and, and, and it sounded very inappropriate. It was very inappropriate. And the the lady showed her the ID. I thought, you know, I thought I said, well, obviously somebody's p- playing a prank on you. Bart Simpson S. Right. And uh, no, this was their their last name. I'll, I'll, I can say like Blanca. You could say like Blanca Liquor. Rooster, Rooster a liquor. Hmm. Hit it, Paul. You got it. <laughs> a liquor was their last name. That's a good one. At I mean, some point, you Steve, just change it, right? Steve, without saying the name. Without saying is it, that Steve, accurate? Is that, how, is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> and what did your wife do at the time? Uh, she was a cashier, cashier at a grocery store. Holy smokes. And they, they made uh, uh, a thing that they had to call them by their last name. And when my wife saw it, she said, no way. And the lady said, yeah, that's that's it. I know. I got to live with it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah, I get it. Blank of liquor. My whole life I've been... Betty Ann Blanca Liquor. I get it. <laughs> I'm I keeping my maiden name. I'm sorry. Yeah. No matter what my future husband thinks at that point, I'm not taking your name. Oh, my Lord. I'm not. Steve, thank you for the thank call. Thank you, Steve. Oh, yeah, and live with it. <laughs> wow. We Blanca. talked about this before. I, I didn't do prank calls until you made me do one the day I was yeah, out. Yeah, you weren't even here. But you did. You prank called people. Yeah, I loved it. What was, what, like, what was the Woods style of prank call? So I, the first ones we would do... The first ones we would do, we <laughs> idiots, we would call and order a bunch of pizzas, which is so stupid because you never really see it play out, right? This is back in the You di- just imagine that someone at their door is getting opens up five and has pizzas. five pizzas delivered and goes, I didn't, we didn't order, order these, those. right? So do they end up paying for them? What I don't happens? know. Do they I turn them no away? Then the, then the poor pizza guy. The guy's has, wasted all his time. Yeah, doesn't get a tip or anything. The pizza store is out inventory. We did that. Then the okay. Then the Jerky Boys came out. Dixie, Dixie, Normus. Right. Remember the Jerky Boys, Ben? Yes, you do. I do. Okay. I do. So I mean, when they came out and they were putting out prank call tapes and stuff, we were like, "This is the greatest thing of all time." So then we all tried to copy. All of the jerky boys, you know, names and 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 accents and everything else. So we would do stuff like that. Um, I don't think we ever did the, you know, do you have Prince Albert in the can bit or anything like that? Is your refrigerator running? Uh, I think we prank called people we knew as well, buddies and whatnot. Um, we used to we used to leave dirty messages on people's machines, which was always a good one. Um, you know, saying things that aren't true and never happened uh just strangers that you would just call out of the phone book so things like that now things have gotten to the point and and so bad that the prank call du jour is called swatting have you heard about that no 
So oh god, this is yeah. gnarly. So basically, oh, you SWAT teams. Yeah, you call and report like at a at a nine one one call that there's a hostage standoff at this someone's is house. Unbelievable. And you know, police have to respond, and they will send the SWAT team out to that person's house and like surround it and. You know, megaphone and possibly like break down the Dude, doors. It's incredibly like, dangerous. Streamers obviously. have been doing this like in feuds with other streamers, like Jake Paul and those guys. They swat. They people. will swat each it's other like while they're live, and it's just absolutely. I mean, the waste gnarly. of resources when some real emergency p- could be going yeah, on is massive, waste. obviously. But you know, you put people into a dangerous situation where you've got armed police officers Outside. going, not knowing what's going on. Is there a bomb in there? Is there a man with a gun? And they're training, you know, scopes and stuff through windows. Potentially people could bro- die. Yes, people could die doing oh, this. I mean, it's man. it's such an obviously horrible, horrible I think prank people idea. Have died from this. It, oh. It's such a horrible prank idea, and unfortunately, you know, one person does it, and then there's copycats. And, you know, it's become more prevalent now, and it's just the worst possible thing. Cousinator says he used to call 24-hour fitness and ask for their hours. That's a Ben move. (laughs) (laughs) It's about as tame as you can do. All well, right. Sometimes I know no, there's 24 hour fitnesses that aren't open 24 hours yeah, anymore, that's true. especially <laughs> since the pandemic. People have died doing this swatting <sighs> thing. All right. Let's make a promise to one another. We will never swat anyone. Remember when 7-Eleven was open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m.? That was the whole name. That was the, the deal. 7-Eleven. Yeah, they're open at 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Now most 7-Elevens are open 24 <laughs> hours. They could be just 24 hour convenience store, but they kept the name 7-Eleven. Yeah. All right. Don't swat. That's our, no that's swatting. Our, that's our PSA, PSA for the, the day. day. Yeah. We're good radio hosts telling you not to swat people out there. <laughs> all right, final segment of Men and Woods. Maybe we will spin that because Paulie holding all the good guests for his own show that's later, right. later on, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. And here, the NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Got some breaking NFL news just in to our 97.3 The Fan Newsroom. From Adam Schefter, the Tennessee Titans have fired head coach Mike Vrabel. Vrabel led Tennessee to four consecutive winning seasons after arriving in 2018, but the Titans have experienced back-to-back frustrating seasons, finishing multiple games under 500 both times. A little more here from Diana Rossini. 
says uh, a team source just six weeks ago, owner Amy, Amy Adams Strunk, had plans for Vrabel to be part of the organization for years to come, believing they had a top NFL coach. Recently, ownership changed its mind. Wow. And uh, they're already saying that Always Vrabel, liked him. Vrabel uh, will become one of the hotter coaching names probably on the market right now uh, for the other teams that are looking to fill head coaching vacancies. Always liked him. I did too. Don't know why. I just had. I just thought is it he was partly a good because coach? I don't expect much from the Titans, especially when Mike Tan- or uh, Ryan Tannehill has been their quarterback yeah. for the majority of that time. And, and he was getting them, you know, playing. playing de- I mean, yeah, well. they had some decent seasons, well. good defenses. Seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's Having Derrick Henry makes anybody look. Yeah, that's good. fair enough. And he may be done too with the Titans. So a completely uh, new look direction coming up for that organization. But um, we'll see if uh, Vrabel's name goes into the mix. Any of the other places that I guess he's he not fired the, or was he just? I've seen both. I've seen okay. it, Adam Schefter said fired, but I also let's see. I've seen six years they've mutually decided to go their separate ways. I don't know if his contract was up or not. Yeah, but, the old you don't want to work here anymore, do you? Yeah. Yep. Um. So he's the third coach now since the end of the season, joining Arthur Smith and Ron Rivera to get a pink slip. They waited another day. I wonder how many more are still out there. Bill Belichick almost sounded uh, – it was weird. Yesterday he kind of said, he was asked about, would you give up some personnel control? And Yeah, I think about you know whatever <laughs> for the organization. Very un-Bill Belichick-like to actually answer questions and show <coughs> a little bit of like, yeah, right. we might be able to do things differently. Maybe my way hasn't always been the exact correct way every single time. Now, so. listen, I, I've heard it done in, in different sports before. I think that I've heard baseball managers before have come into an interview and sat down and said, yeah, sounds good. Your way or the highway? Uh, sounds great. I'm in. Where your do I way. sign? Let's, Let's go. go. Your way is good. <laughs> we we'll it takes to get the gig. And then you get the gig and you're like, actually, I'm going to do it my way, buddy. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's not uncommon really in any job. So uh, I have definitely heard of that happening. Well, I see some surprise here on the um, on the Mike Variable news, though. Even the insiders of football going, really? Mike Vrabel out, so he's pretty well thought of around me, uh, the NFL. He's a sharp dude, man. I like him. I don't know why. I, I do, too. Got, just something about I him too. I enjoy. I do, too. Yeah. I, I would think there'll be a lot of interest. I did see the uh, Chargers are, are interviewing Raheem Morris, Ben, and along with another name that you mentioned yesterday, Dan Quinn is on their list, uh, their short list I, of candidates. I had seen it? his name, so I didn't pull that out of thin air. He just felt like this feels like a very Chargers-type hire. Sure. If just proven enough to like get the fans to say, okay, I can sort of see it. He went to a Super Bowl, but ultimately would be very unsuccessful as head coach of the Chargers. That's the that's the typical hire for that organization. All right, let's check traffic. Uh, we'll wrap things up, show you what's on tap for the rest of the day here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, for more NFL news, you can t- in, tune in to kick off with, oh. I'm sorry, tune in to kick <laughs> off with Boomer and Valenti. Every Friday, 7 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and always on the free Odyssey app presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. I'm sure they'll break down all of the coaching changes on Friday night after the Matt Scraby show, which will uh, continue today, episode number two after Gwen and Chris. We're live and local all the way now from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. streaming on YouTube uh, 13 straight hours of 97.3 The Fan, uh, which is very exciting, I think, for all of us here at our station. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Congratulations to Scrapes. Uh, if you get to stay up late tonight to watch San Diego State basketball, uh, CBS Sports Network, 8 o'clock tip-off, which is always 
They say 8 o'clock, but the game that is on at 6 o'clock will inevitably run over, which means they'll push the tip time to about 8.10, which means you're probably looking at like a 10.15 end of the game tonight. If you're going to VA Hunts Arena, then you got to get out of the parking garages, and you're not home until 11, it's That's yeah. just At least on TV, you can go straight to bed after the game is over. That's a good point. I will so let you fill me in on San every Jose detail State. tomorrow. I will be up. I'll I have would... to stay up until... The end to do my highlights for Channel 10 tonight. I will tonight. be so dead asleep. Uh, but, yeah, you don't Sorry. want to let down now that you're back in the top 20 at number 19 in the rankings yesterday. What's the line, Paulie? That is, that's cute. Okay, let me guess. I would say it's a road out. game. Aztecs by seven and a half. Pulling it up right now. San Diego State, San Jose State. Aztecs by ten and a half. Ten and a half on the road. On Double the road. digits. That's a lot to... It's a lot to ask of any team on the road in the Mountain West. Now, San Jose State is not the most intimidating of venues. They probably have the lowest attendance, and they're not like at altitude like Wyoming or Air Force. So you don't have to deal with that. The program isn't terrific. So you can go in there and win games on the road at San Jose State. But double-digit wins on the road. I mean, they did it at Gonzaga. I guess if you can do it at Gonzaga, yeah, you, can do it there. you should be able to win by double digits at San Jose State. Give me the Aztecs. I'm riding again. with them. Yep, exactly. Good job. Thank you, Ben, for that. Probably Reese Water should be a little healthier, I would think, after a few more days. And uh, Miles Bird as well. They did play in the last game. So, yeah, I guess, guess I'm going with San Diego State. It's a lot of points to give up on the road, but we'll, we'll see. And, again, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow morning. I will fill you in on what happens after you go to bed tonight. I, I will watch. You know, I'll, I usually fall asleep at about 9, so I can get a little bit of it in. But I need my rest, man. I need my rest. Any final thoughts on the national championship game from last night? Um, uh, you know, just take my opportunity to say congratulations to the uh, insincerely. The, no, it's it's sincere. It's hard, man. It's really hard. I mean, I every fan of a D one college football program should know that experience of what it feels like to win a national championship. Benny, I was thirteen years old when my beloved Fighting Irish won, and I will never forget that day, that night. My dad letting me stay up early to watch the game. Tony Rice carving up West Virginia. I'll never forget it. The pride I felt the next day uh, of of you know rooting for the national champion as a thirteen year old. I was so excited. Now I thought there would be more to come. I'm now I will be forty nine this year. I don't know that I'll ever see another one. I've resigned myself to that fact. But every fan should know that experience one time. It was awesome. I mean, it was awesome to be a part of to watch every game. Uh, went to the went to visit the uh, went to a game that year. Um, got to meet some of my favorite players. Like it was, it was really special. I know Michigan fans will never, never let anything taint or cloud this in their minds. But what if the NCAA does come down on Michigan It'd for the wild. sign stealing? It'd be and, absolutely you know, wild at this point. Re- you know, recruiting punishments and and coaching suspensions going forward. You know, I hate will that- it be tainted at all? Because the the wins that mattered and and on. Let's be honest. Michigan wasn't losing most of their games this season with or without the sign stealing. Right. They were just way better than the teams they were playing. Everyone in the end of the season knew what was up. If they had to, they changed their signs. They were well prepared for it. They legitimately beat Ohio State. They legitimately beat uh, Alabama. Alabama. And then they legitimately beat 
Washington in the title game. And I don't think anyone can argue that. So I do think they are a legitimate national titleist. But if it comes out and there's punishments and everything, if there's does, already it, been does it taint or cloud the championship in your mind at all? No, it doesn't. And, you know, you're talking to somebody that was pretty tough on the Astros when all this stuff went down. Um, you know, the time does heal all wounds, certainly, uh, in that respect. It's, you know, you hear, you heard the same thing about the Astros. Oh, well, we actually didn't do it in the playoffs and we didn't do it here and we didn't do it there. And, uh, every team was doing it. I, again, I, I think there's probably some validity, Ben, to every team cutting some sort of corner somehow, some way. Um, Michigan's going to have a target on their back. They had a target on their back all season. They beat every single team in front of them. You know, they really did. They had a target on their back from, from day one. Um, so there, there was some adversity. They did create that adversity, but they did overcome that adversity. So, uh, what they did last night was, was massively impressive. There's also no controversy as far as like whether they deserve to be there. Right. You know what I mean? Like there was the scandal, yes, but they still, Took care of business they took on care the of business. field, yeah, and just, they just beat like, some really good teams, just like the Astros did. What one yeah. thing that did bother I mean, if me? Michigan goes and wins another one in the next couple of years. That kind of just is like, hey, this is they're just a this really good program. Good, good program. One thing that did bother me last night after the game when it was brought up to Jim Harbaugh, he said something to the effect of, "He said we're, we're innocent. innocent." All right, well, if you're innocent, why did you fire your assistant coach? Why did you <laughs> drop the lawsuit? You didn't. You didn't act like an innocent organization with your response to the accusations. Now, if you want to say everybody's doing it, if you want to say we didn't really think that that was a violation, we had a different interpretation of the rules. But you can't just say you're innocent and then fire someone. If I'm that person, if I'm Connor Stallions, I'm going. If you think you're innocent, then I'm. I'm filing a lawsuit because why did I get fired for not doing anything wrong at all? Is he like the biggest? Michigan cuck of all time, where he's just like more, more. Just keep, yeah, whatever you guys need to do. Like, oh, you need I'll, a scapegoat? I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll pay. Blame by me. the way, yeah. Like, there's there's records of his, his own money and stuff. Like, but you can't you can't say you're innocent while doing really the things booster. that a guilty organization does, like shift blame, fire people, yeah, change your Suspend methods people. and procedures, accept a three game suspension. That's not what. Totally innocent teams do. So you're not innocent. You may have an explanation. You may have a reasoning behind it. But yeah. you can't just say, we didn't do anything at all. We're totally innocent in this. No, that's not true. I don't, And I don't think that there will be any fallout from this. I don't. I don't think there's I mean, the NCAA be... is investigating. Right. You know, the reason the Big Ten got all upset and they decided on this kind of half measure of Harbaugh being suspended those last three games of the regular season... But that was never the final punishment. The NCAA will determine if more needs to be added, if that was enough in the in the end, or if there you know needs to be additional penalties levy, levied on Michigan. And when that happens, and if it does, there will be people who cry, tainted national championship. You know, <laughs> hey, there's an asterisk on Michigan's title. I won't, I won't title. be one of them. I won't. I mean, you know, it's. I don't think so either. Sports I, sports have have the games that truly mattered. I feel like they won legitimately. I do too, and I think that the uh, I think sports just turn you into a natural cynic. You're just cynical by nature if you're a sports fan. Um, 
But they, they went out. They won the games. Congratulations to them. It's a lot of Washington people. Oh, the fix is in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, I mean, look, you want to talk about the officiating, that's a whole different story. The, the officiating was terrible last night, and, and Michigan got a lot of calls. But right, I'm Mike, saying there was no fix. No, right. Michael Penix also missed a dozen throws that could have changed the course <laughs> of that game. Jim Harbaugh, Connor Stallions, or the refs did not make... Michael Penix Jr. Just airmail balls. Just completely <laughs> sail the ball 30 feet over somebody's head. Skip balls into the dirt. It was just not his best night, and he picked a really bad time to have his worst night. You know, that's, He plays like he did against Texas. Yeah, the game I think over. Washington wins that game. I do, too. I really do. I really and, do. Uh, I look like different quarterbacks. I think Paulie pointed it out earlier, but Washington and Michigan will play early next season yep. as conference rivals. In the Big Ten on that schedule will be one of the marquee games early in the 2024 season coming up, and you'll have all kinds of different matchups now. I mean, college football's landscape now is it's so completely different. It's, it's going to be amazing. It was a couple of days ago. It's, it's going to be hard. Track. It is hard to remember. Everything. It is, and you're also going to you're going to have a different sense of purpose if you're one of the college football teams. Uh, we can actually get into a 12 team playoff. We will have it. We could potentially have an opportunity to compete for a national championship, which is a very. How many teams, Ben, went into spring practice knowing we have no shot? We could win a hundred to nothing every single game, and we're not getting a look for the national title. I think we're also going to have to come to grips with the fact that you know, with eighteen team conferences, and that's I think that's what the Big Ten will be next season, and the SEC continuing to grow. With the addition of Texas and Oklahoma, the ACC is picking up Stanford it's and be amazing. Uh, Cal. The Big 12 is adding, uh, obviously, the rest of the Pac-12 schools. It's not really one conference anymore. It'll be under one banner, but you won't be able to play everybody even right. close in your conference. No. You'll, you'll, there'll be conference teams on the other side of your conference that you won't play for years right. unless you meet in like a conference championship game. So just because teams are in the same conference now doesn't mean they ever actually get to play each other unless they're rivals or they're like in the same division. So essentially there's sub-conferences now under the big conferences, and we're going to have to look at it as such. Yeah, I know Michigan and Ohio State will continue to play, and you'll play some of the teams, but the scheduling's got to be an absolute nightmare. An absolute nightmare fuel to figure this thing out, and then then you know then it's going to shake out at who's deserving of the top twelve. Who was that thirteenth team left out? You know that deserved to be because now you could finish third or fourth in your conference <laughs> and, and, and still, still have a legitimate <laughs> claim to get to the college football Woo! playoff. Like and we were in a really good conference. We were in the tough side of the division. I know we right. finished fourth, but I think fourth place in our division is good enough. We lost twice enough. and we lost to the number 1 team for, by for a field goal. At least number 12 in the country that we should get in. It's going to be a very complicated selection process well, for chaos. those 12 teams. And we love chaos and chaos reigns supreme in college athletics, especially football, basketball too sometimes, but that's what we absolutely love. It gives us a ton to talk about, but I think the thing that makes me most sad, not Michigan winning a national title, it's the fact that college football is now over. And, and while I agree it's better and I'd rather be debating 12 versus 13 than 4 versus 5 and which right. undefeated team gets yeah. left out. You're exponentially increasing. Like the two and three loss teams. There's always a lot of two and three loss teams that will all be in the mix. So you'll have arguments, probably like seven or eight teams that are all thinking they should be in the end. It won't be just the one, the Florida State, or the one, Georgia, that gets left out. 
there'll be a lot of teams that are clamoring for one of those 12 spots. They, I know we had three losses, but we're better than that two-loss team because we played a tougher schedule. You're, you'll hear a lot of those kind of arguments going wait. forward. I cannot wait for it. I think it's going to be no, – listen, I understand. Who knows? Maybe a four-loss team gets in. If you play in a tough enough conference, you have good enough wins, I wonder if we'll see a four-loss team in a college football playoff. The SEC is going to be nasty. It's going to be nasty. All these conferences are going to be ridiculous. I think some schools going into some of these conferences really don't know what's in store for them yet, and that's going to be fun to watch them navigate that. I so. think the Big Ten is is creeping closer to the SEC, though, with Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA, a Michigan on, on the rise. I know Texas and Oklahoma are a big – yeah, and already having Ohio State. I know Texas and Oklahoma big ads for the SEC, but I think overall the Big Ten did more to yeah. kind of close the gap a little bit this last year or two. Uh, SEC is still number one, though. No doubt. Yeah. All right, that is uh, that's all of our time. We gotta... Which is weird to say after not being in the championship game, but they really yeah. are still the, 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 the conference. Not even in the playoff. Not, yeah. Well, Alabama was, Alabama. Georgia wasn't, so no championship game. But the SEC is still the – class of college football. All right, Annie and Elston coming up next. We'll continue to stream live on YouTube. We will be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. For our executive producer and imaging director, Paul Rindel, for Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Have a great rest of your Tuesday from all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So long. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 